discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's good to be with you once again this evening. And I know that um, you can't wait to be blessed. And uh, I can't wait to share with you on um, what I started sharing with you on Sunday morning. On Sunday, I started sharing concerning um, supernatural accomplishments through our union with Christ. And this evening, I'm going to be sharing along that same line. I'm going to continue the message and uh, get to a certain point. And then on Sunday, um, I'll continue as well. Before we go on, I want us to share a word of prayer, a quick word of prayer, and then I'll, I'll, I'll continue. Father, thank you for this evening. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the ministry of your Spirit, the ministry of your Word that is present in this place. Thank you that your Word comes to us in wisdom, in grace, in instruction, in direction. Thank you that these words are working in our hearts, causing us to produce fruits and results on every seal of our lives, even in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So on Sunday, I started sharing concerning um, our union, supernatural accomplishments through our union with Christ. This is our year of supernatural accomplishments, and we're accomplishing greatness in various, through various um, things or through various elements or tools that God has given to us. Um, in January, I started sharing concerning supernatural accomplishments through the, the ministry of the Holy Spirit or the power of the Holy Spirit. And I shared a little, a little bit about the Holy Spirit during that time. But now we are sharing concerning our knowledge concerning our union with Christ. And um, on Sunday, I remember sharing with you uh, how that we are united with him. Um, he's a vine, we are the branches. He's the head, we are the body. And I shared concerning how that we are united with him. We are one with him in spirit, in soul, and in body. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, it's so important that um, we understand how united we are with the Lord. The Lord is not outside of us. He's inside us through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And we are one with him. He himself has made us one with him in various ways, in various forms. And he wants us to live our lives from that particular consciousness. He wants us to have that consciousness all the time. All the time. Just imagine if you knew that your speech is a speech of Christ. Your mind is the mind of Christ. Just imagine if you, you, you knew that your body is the body of Christ. No sickness, heart, or hell can touch your body. Why? Because your body, and I showed you that on Sunday, your body is a body of Christ. He says, how shall I, let, let's read, I think it would be good if we, if we read from there. In 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 13 to 15. 1 Corinthians 6, 13 to 15. 
He always he says so many things to let you know how one, how united we are with him. When Paul was making havoc to the church, Jesus appeared to him and said, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? To let them know, to let Paul know how united he was with the church, how one he was with the church. If you touch, if anyone touches you, he has touched Christ. If anyone kidnaps you, he has kidnapped Jesus. Amazing. Nobody can destroy you because nobody can destroy our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You know, so in First Corinthians 6, 6 verse 13 it says, Meat for the belly and the belly for meat, but God shall destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord. And the Lord for the body. It says the body is for the Lord. Your body is for the Lord. And the Lord is for the body. We are one in body, even in body. Next verse, verse, uh, verse 14. He says, and God has both raised up the Lord and will also raise up us by his own power. Verse 15. Then he says, know you not that your bodies are the members of Christ. Not only your spirits, but your bodies. Our bodies are the members of Christ. Then he says, shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of an allot? God forbid. Next verse. What? Know you not that... He that is joined to an harlot is one body. For two seeth he shall be one flesh. Verse 17. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. So we are one with him in spirit, and we are one with him in body, and we are one with him in, in our souls as well. If you read in 1 John chapter 4, verse 17, look at 1 John 4, 17. Just imagine as a, as a child of God, moving around knowing that you are one with the Lord in your mind. My mind is the mind of Christ. Can you imagine? Your mind is the mind of Christ. That's let, let's look at that's first Corinthians chapter chapter two verse sixteen. Let's look at first Corinthians two sixteen. Then we'll come back to first John four seventeen. It's lovely. This for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. See, I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. Now, don't let anything or anyone change your mind or your heart concerning what God has said concerning you. God says that you have the mind of Christ. You are one in mind, meaning that you have, a, you have a mind to contain the whole universe. You can remember anything you study. Forgetfulness is not part of your life. You will not forget anything. You know, Ken Hagen of Blessed Memory could remember scriptures at age 85. His mind was very sharp. He could remember conversations. He could do all, he could have all those things. But his mates who didn't know about these things and hadn't confessed it for themselves had their minds going off by the, by the time they were 65. You know, some, some couldn't remember anything any longer. But you have the mind of Christ. You can remember all things. Hallelujah. You can do all things. You can think the way God wants you to think. And you can produce the result God wants you to produce. In school, in at work, wherever you are, you have the ability to think because you have the mind of Christ. You are one with him, even in thought, even in mind. Hallelujah. You know, so go back to First John chapter 4, verse 17. He says, Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Why? Because as he is, so are we in this world. As Jesus is, so are we now in this world. We are united with him. We are actually the expression, his expression on earth. That is who you have become as a child of God. Walk around with confidence, knowing who you are. Know that you are the one who is set to demonstrate Christ here on earth. Remember, he says that I am the vine and he are the branches. We are, we are the fruit-bearing part of the vine. The life that runs through the vine is the same life that runs through the branches. So the life that runs to Christ is the same life that runs to me. We are one. And all the branch needs to do in order to bear fruits is to stay in the vine. 
is to remain in the vine. So your consciousness of who you are united with is what puts you over. If you are going to bear fruit in this world, it's dependent on your consciousness of your oneness with Christ. We are united with him. We are one with him. He's a vine, we are the branches. He's a head, we are the body. Hallelujah. So he says, as he is, so are we now in this world. As he is, in his glory, in his power, in his, in his love, in his goodness, in his kindness, so are we now here on this earth. Brothers and sisters, you are not ordinary. Say, I'm not ordinary. You are not ordinary at all. You are special. You are a special child of God. You are one with the Father. Listen, this was the desire of the Lord. This, this was the desire of the Lord before he died. Let me show it to you. Go to John. John chapter, chapter 16. I read it to you. John chapter 17. I read it to you um, on Sunday. John 17, 20 to 23. It's nice. John 17, 20 to 23. It says, Neither pray I for these alone. This is Jesus praying for you and for me. It says, Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on, the, on me through their word. Verse 21. That they may be one as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee. That they also may be one in us. That the world may believe that thou hast sent me. Verse 22. And the glory which thou givest me, I have given them. That they may be one, even as we are one. Verse 23. I in them, and thou in me. That they may be made perfect in one. I in them and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one. That's, this, is, this is the joy of the Lord, that he will be in you and you will be in him. And the Lord will be in us. The Father will be in him. I mean, a perfect oneness. Okay? Inseparable. Hallelujah. Inseparable. It's an amazing thing. Inseparably united with Christ. We are one with him. Therefore, his victory is our victory. His success is our success. His glory is our glory. We are one with him. You don't call the head of a man by a different name and the body of that man by another name. You don't. You can't say his head is um, Joshua and his body is Felicia. There's nothing like that. There's nothing like that. If you say Joshua, you're referring to one person. You include his head and he includes his body. Christ has been, is the head and we are the body. Hallelujah. See, I'm one with him. It's an amazing thing. It's an amazing reality. And he wants you to live from there. He wants you to live from there. Do you see? He wants you to live from there. He wants you to live through Christ. Live with the consciousness of where you are, where he has brought you to. I was saying it on Sunday, that depending on where you are born, your confidence, uh, where you are born influences your confidence. If you are born in America, it influences your confidence. Because you know what America means. If you are born in Togo, you know you, it influences your confidence as well. You know what that brings to you. Some people are born in places and it brings them fear. Because of the kind of things that are done in that particular area. You don't want to even identify with them much. Because you don't know you, something may happen to you. Do you see? So, always identify with where you are in Christ. You are one with him. Let me show you some more. There's so much more um, in the scriptures. I've showed you how that he's the vine, we are the branches. How that he's the head, we are the body. And now that we are one with him in body, in spirit, and in soul. Now I want to show you some more. The next thing I want to show you is that he is the foundation. Christ is the foundation. And we are the building. A building cannot be separated from his foundation. Without the foundation, the building cannot come up. And when the foundation is also put up, it shows you that the building is coming up. If you see, 
you, if you see a building, you don't see the foundation. You see the building. But the foundation is what holds it. The deeper a foundation, the higher the building goes. If they are going to build a 20-floor building or a 100-floor building, they have to go many floors down. The foundation has to be very deep in order for them to go very high. Hallelujah. As a child of God, your foundation is Jesus Christ. And you are the building. And the scripture showed it to us, letting us know how united we are with God. How united we are with Christ. We are one with him. And he's your foundation. Just imagine, Jesus is, the found- is your foundation. How high can you rise? How high can you go? You can go where nobody has gone. Just imagine if someone was building a three-bedroom house. He doesn't need to deep, dig deep. He just digs up to a point and then continues. But if someone is going to build a 500, let's say a 100-floor story building, skyscraper, he may spend days and months going deeper. The deeper he goes, the higher he goes. Christ, who is our foundation, is deeper than any foundation can ever find. And ensuring and assuring us that we can go as high as we want. Because Christ is my foundation, I can keep going higher. I'll rise higher and higher. Going higher and higher. Getting bigger and bigger. Getting better and better. Getting stronger and stronger. Getting more glorious and glorious. Getting more influential by the day. Hallelujah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, let me show it to you in the scriptures. He's the foundation. Say he's the foundation. And I'm the building. He's a chief cornerstone. And I am the stone that is built. He shows it to us in the scripture. So look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9. 1 Corinthians 3 from verse 9. Oh, I have so much to share with you. I'm wondering if I have enough time. It says, for we are laborers together with God. Then he says, you are God's husbandry. You are God's building. So right here, lets you know that you are God's building. You are God's, the word husbandry is farm. And I've showed it to you. He's the vine and we are the branches. Do you see? Now he's letting you know that you are, you are God's building. I am God's building. Next verse, verse 10. According to the grace of God, which he has given unto me, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, another builder thereon. But let every man take heed how he builded thereupon. Verse 11. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So Jesus is the foundation, and we are the building. Or we are the aspect of the building that is, that's, that's a scene. Do you see? The foundation lets you know how beautiful that building can be. The foundation shows you the expression of the building. The foundation is united with the building. It's not separated. So I, they, they are the same. They are one. They are united. So we are united with the Lord. We are one with him. Jesus said, I and my father are one. We can also boldly say, I and Christ are one. We are one. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let me show you some more. Look at Isaiah. Isaiah 28 verse 16. Let's you know about the foundation, which is Christ. He says, I lay in Zion. For, therefore, that says the Lord God. Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Jesus is a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. He says, if you, are, if you are founded on this foundation, you will not make haste. You will not, you will not look around. No matter what is going on. Maybe others are getting certain things that you are not getting, but you are not afraid because you are on a certain foundation. That foundation is deeper. 
The one who is building a three-bedroom house will have his building coming up very quickly. The fact that someone's life is showing in a certain way, like he's, he's producing results in a certain way, does not mean that you are not going to produce results. Remember, your foundation is deeper. And because your foundation is deeper, when you start rising, everybody will be surprised. You tower above the three-bedroom house. You tower above that five-bedroom house that the other person is constructing because your foundation is Christ. He says he's laying down a, a stone, a foundation stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Then he says, he that believeth shall not make haste. I believe, therefore I'll not make haste. I'll not make haste. No matter what is going on around you, always remember that I'm united with Christ. And because I'm united with Christ, I have a very deep foundation. And I'm rising. I'm going forward. It's a sure foundation. It's a sure foundation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sometimes you meet people who have believed in God and trusted in God for some, for some, for some time and nothing is happening. It makes no difference. Keep believing. Keep trusting. He says, he that believeth shall not make haste. Don't be in a hurry to go and contact something else or go and do something else somewhere. Keep your foundations rooted in his foundation. Keep your building rooted in his foundation. Let me show you some more. Look at Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19. Ephesians 2 19. Now therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. He says that we are not, we are not foreigners and strangers to God anymore, but now we are fellow citizens with the saints. And we belong to the household of God. Can you imagine? I belong to the household of God. God is my father. And because God is my father, I will never lack anything. Because God is my father, I will never go down in any way, in any form. Hallelujah. No matter how hard the devil tries. No matter how hard circumstances try to take me down. I will never go down. Hallelujah. Next is verse 20. It says, and I'm built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Then it says, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone or the main foundation. So Jesus is the foundation. And then he lets you know that we are the building. Next verse, verse 21. In whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord. Have you seen it? Then it says, in whom ye also are builded together for an habitation of God through the spirit. So he's the foundation and we are the building. Built by the Holy Spirit. I'm special. I'm one with him. So the aim of what I'm sharing with you is to start living from the consciousness of the fact that you are one with him. You are one with God. You are united with God. His, his, what he is is what you are. What he has is what you have. What he can do is what you can do. We are one with him. That's how, that is how great you have become. That is how powerful you have become. All his power is available for you. All his riches is available for you. His health is available for you. His glory is available for you. So he wants you to live from there. Look at 1 John chapter 4. Let me show you the scripture. 1 John chapter 4. Let's read verse 9. 1 John 4, 9. It says, and this was manifested the love of God toward us. Because that God sent his only begotten son into the world. This is the love of God. He sent his only begotten son into the world. For what purpose? Then he says, so that we might live through him. He wants you to live through him. He wants you to live with the consciousness of him in mind. Having him in mind. Knowing that he's in your life. He's part of your life. He's one with you. And you are one with him. This is what put Jesus over. He knew that he was one with the father. That's why he said, I and my father are one. He says, he told the disciples, don't you know 
that the Father is in me, and I am in the Father. Let's look at it. That's in John, John chapter, John chapter 14. And um, let's read verse, verse 8. John 14, 8. Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficient us. Next verse. Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you? And yet has thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how seest thou then? Show us the Father. Can you imagine? Jesus said, The one who has seen me has seen the Father. Why? Next verse, 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 verse 10. Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. He says, don't you believe that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? I am united with him, he's in me, I'm in him. That is unity, that is inseparably united. I'm in him, and he's in me. Just try and think about it. And Jesus says that, I'm praying for you, to know, and to understand that I am in you, and you are in me, and the Father is in me. Inseparable. He says, believers that know that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, the words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Jesus made them know that the one who is doing, causing me to have results, is the one who is in me. I'm having results because of my consciousness of who is in me. That is how you are going to produce results, produce fruits. That is how you are going to accomplish greatness in this earth where he has sent you to be. Jesus said, as long as I'm in this world, I am the light of this world. As long as you are in this world, you are now the light of the world. Amazing. Why? Because the Father is in you. Why? Because Jesus is in you. That's his desire. Okay, we are in chapter, John chapter 14 now. Now, go down to, let me show you this one. Go down to verse 18. John 14, 8. I don't know if you are understanding what I'm sharing with you. I don't know if his blessing is helping you in any way. This is, what God, this is how God wants you to think. That's how he wants you to think. Okay? That he's in you and you are in him. You are united. Inseparable. Inseparable. If you touch that business, God has touched that business. As you are talking, it is God who is talking. As you are looking, it is God who is looking. Can you imagine a Christian, a child of God who has his mind consciously or constantly on this particular fact? It's amazing. Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless. John 14, 18. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Next verse, verse 19. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. Verse 20. At that day, ye shall know that I am in my Father. Which day is he talking about? He's talking about today. He's talking about now, when he dies and leaves. He says, at that day, you shall know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. At that day, you shall know. So he wants you to know that He's in, he's, he's in his father, and you are in him, and he is in you. Inseparably united. He's the vine, I'm the branch. He's the foundation, I'm the building. He's the head, I'm the body. I'm united with him. Whoever touches me has touched God. No demon hatched out of hell can touch me. The one who, whoever takes me, so sometimes some people say that, oh, my destiny has been wrapped in a, your death. Sometimes a person will even meet somebody and say that your destiny has been wrapped into a certain room in your hometown. Unless you go and open that room in the spirit, you will not be able to live as you're supposed to. Who can lock up your destiny in a, in a room? Who can lock up your, God's destiny in a room? You can't lock God up in a room. Who are you? Who are you? He's the head of all principality and powers. And you are united with the one who is the head of all principality and powers. All principalities and powers are under your feet. All you need to do is to be conscious of what you have become. 
I'm seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Above, far above all principality and powers. No devil heart out of hell can touch me or anything that belongs to me. Live from there. That's what you want to, he wants you to do. Live from that consciousness. Live from that consciousness. I say, yes, so am I in this world. Years ago, God gave me a song. Very nice song. I, I mean, let me sing it for you. This morning, I was singing to my wife and she, 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 she remembered. She was like, man, this is an old song. Let me sing it to you. As he is, so am I in this world. Give me life full of peace and new heart. Made me righteous, holy, complete in him. Now I'm a new creation. I'm a new creation, no. New creation, no. I'm a new creation, no. New creation, no. I'm a new creation, no. New creation, no. I'm a new creation, no. God gave me that song to give me a certain consciousness. Yeah. And he helped me big time. As he is, so am I in this world. As he is in his glory, in his beauty, in his power, in his love, in his kindness, in his righteousness. So am I in this world. I'm united with him. Yeah. As he is, so am I in this world. Give me life. He has his life. That life of God is what is running through me. I'm not ordinary. I will not live an ordinary life. I live an extraordinary life all the days of my life. As he is, so am I in this world. Give me life full of peace and new heart. Made me righteous, holy, and complete in him. Now I am a new creation. Hallelujah. What a life. What a life. I'm different. I'm not like every other person. If you are failing, I will not fail. Yeah, I'm a success. Because the success of Jesus is my success. The glory of Jesus is my glory. The beauty of Jesus is my beauty. The kindness of Jesus is my kindness. The health of Jesus is my health. The riches of Jesus is my riches. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. The Bible says that he has made us joint heirs together in Christ Jesus. Co-heirs with him. What he has is ours. Why? Because we are united. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Now look at 1 Peter chapter 2 from verse 3 to verse 6. 1 Peter 2 from verse 3 to verse 6. He's showing you that, I'm still showing you that he is a foundation and we are the building. He says, if so be that you have tasted that the Lord is gracious... To whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. He calls him a living stone. Then he says, ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Verse 6. Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture. Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. And if you're seeing it, he's letting you know that you are a living stone. Go to verse 5. Go to verse 5. He says, ye also as lively stones or living stones are built up a spiritual house. You see? And holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Then he lets you know that Jesus is that foundation. Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture. Behold, I lay in, I read this to you not long ago. I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious. And he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Because he is your foundation, you are not to be confounded. I will not be confounded in my life. I will not be confused in my life. I think consistent thoughts. I produce fruit all the days of my life. Even in the midst of your, your crisis, even in the midst of your crisis, remind yourself of who you are. I'm a child of God. 
I'm united with him. I cannot fail. I do not fail. I cannot die. In the midst of your darkness, remind yourself of who you are. You have too much life in you to die. You have life, too much life in you to die. He has brought immortality and life to light. He's in me. With all of his life. With all of his beauty. I cannot die. One lady was on, his, on her death. She had just had a baby. And she was bleeding uncontrollably. You know, and the doctor said she was going to die. While she was sinking into death, the Holy Spirit whispered to her, you are too full of life. And you have confessed too much life for yourself to die. That's what the Holy Spirit told her. And then she, she, rem- she remembered that she was a child of God. And that she was not supposed to die like a chicken. So she started confessing to herself, I'm full of life. Two days later, she was out of the hospital. Your union, your consciousness of your union with Christ is what puts you over. It's what brings the supernatural to your life or puts you in the supernatural. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. What affects us affects him. Your pain is his pain. Your tears is his tears. Your sorrow is his sorrow. His success is your success. His victory is your victory. Was Christ victorious? Then I am victorious. His faith is my faith. That is why Paul said in Galatians 2.20, he says, as for me, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. He's letting you know. He had come to a place of knowing that Christ was in him and that he was one with Christ. He says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, the one who is living now, is not me. It's not I who is living, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. My faith is his faith. I live by the faith of the Son of God. Jesus' faith never failed. And it is his faith that you have now. Can you imagine? Just I, the life I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. How special you are. How wonderful you are. Rise up from your stupor. Rise up from your, your, your seeming confusion and remind yourself of who you are. I'm united with him. Yeah, he's called Christ. What is our name? You don't call the head Christ and call the body Joshua. No. If he's called Christ, then we also called Christ because we are one with him. You know, his desire is for us to live in this consciousness and grow in the consciousness of the fact that we are, we are one with him. We are united with him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I want to show you some scriptures to that, to that effect. I don't have much time, so let me just show you these ones. And then if we have some more time, I'll go into another area. If not, we'll meet on Sunday and continue. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I said his desire, God's desire is for us to live in and grow in the consciousness of our union with him. Of our oneness with him. That's his desire. His desire is for us to grow in, okay, to live in and also grow in the consciousness of our union with him. And there are several scriptures that lets us know this idea or gives us this idea. Now, Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 to verse 7 shows us some more about this. Colossians 2, 6 and 7. He says, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. He says, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. How did you receive him? You received him by believing that God raised him from the dead. Believing that he existed and believing that he died and believing that he, God raised him from the dead on the third day. After you have believed that, you confessed it to, your, to yourself. You confessed his lordship over your life. 
So you believed and you confessed. This is how we came into the kingdom of God. By hearing about him, believing what we heard, and confessing his lordship of our lives. So he says, as you have received him, continue on living the same way. Go back to verse 6. Let me show it to you. Colossians 2.6. It's nice. He shows you how the Christian walk is supposed to be. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. How do you receive him? You believed and you confessed. That's faith. You believed in what he did. You see, that's grace. He made salvation available and you believed and spoke that and in agreement with what he did and you got born again. So he says, continue in the same light. Continue by believing what he has done for you and confessing what he has done for you. This is how to make spiritual realities your, your physical experience. Believing and speaking. I believe, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore we speak. That's what he says. This is not part of my message, but I feel like I'm, I'm, God is telling me to digress a little. Second Corinthians 4, 13. He says, we have in the same spirit of faith. As it is written, I hope you are writing notes wherever you are. We have in the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Have you seen it? Now, he called the scriptures, this scripture from the Old Testament, Psalm 116, verse 10. Let's look at Psalm 116, verse 10. Psalm 116, verse 10. He says, I believed, therefore have I spoken. I was greatly afflicted. So he's showing you how he came out of affliction. He says, I believed, therefore have I spoken. I was greatly afflicted. How did I come out of the great affliction? By believing and speaking. So you, you will not, as a Christian, you will not enjoy the Christian life if you are not into these two things, believing and speaking. And if you speak, you believe. The way to believing is by speaking. And the way we know that you believe is by speaking. <laughs> Amazing. It's called a dynamo. You know, it, it works like that. As you speak, you believe. And as you believe, you speak. And as you speak, you believe. And as you, sp- you believe, you speak. It's an amazing thing. So if you say you believe, then you must speak. And if you speak, then it shows that you believe. And the more you speak and believe, or believe and speak, the more you receive results. The more you come out of affliction. The way to come out of affliction into your inheritance is by believing and speaking. It's called faith. It's called the spirit of faith. He says, we are having the same sort of faith. As is written, I believe, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. The Bible says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. A lot of Christians want to shun that faith thing, you know. Let God, God should do it. If God can do it, let him do it. No, God doesn't work like that. If God is, God is all-knowing and all-powerful, uh, why doesn't he just save everybody? Why doesn't he just do whatever he wants to do? Why hasn't he been able to get you to pay your fight? Since he can do everything, why hasn't he been able to get you to pay your fight? Yes, because your will is in place. God will not override the will of man. You must align your will with his will. And he lets us know what his will is in the scriptures. He lets us know. He shows us his will. For instance, God says, I will that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But then he says, pray the Lord of the harvest. 
that he will send for laborers. He's letting you know that his, his, his desire is to send for laborers. But before he can send a laborers, people need to be in agreement with him. Through prayer. Through faith. Do you see? If you don't agree with God, he can't do what he wants to do in your life. What he has done will not show forth in your life. So your job is to agree with him. And you agree with him is by is believing and speaking. It's called faith. So he needs that to be able to work in your life. If you don't give him the opportunity, he can't work in your life. So even though God is all-powerful, all-knowing, if a man does not give his heart over to him and give him permission, he will not work because he's a perfect gentleman. Just as you wouldn't expect your own father to just barge into your room as a 25-year-old. You don't want him to just barge into your room. You question him, why, why are you, why, daddy, what is it? You should have knocked. He saw you when you were a baby. Why are you not saying that he, he should knock? What can't he see? You see, now you are old. You have a will. And everybody must conform to your will. Everybody, if we can't work together, except we be agreed. How do we agree? Through faith. You can't agree with God without faith. You can't agree with God without prayer. Prayer is an expression of your faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm sure that was for somebody. Yeah. It's very important you understand these things. Don't let anybody tell you that God is serving. Whatever he would do, he would do. No, he doesn't work like that. He works according to your agreement. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I'll show you in Colossians 2, right? We read verse 6. We're going to read verse 7. What I want to show you, to show you is in verse 7. Let's read from verse 6 into verse 7 now. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. How? Rooted and built up in him. Have you seen it? Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. As you have been thought, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Rooted and built up in him. You see, rooted has to do with, as an agricultural term. You only say rooted with respect to trees, isn't it? Roots, the roots of a tree. I mean, it's, it's direct. It, sh- it shows you it's an agricultural term. So he's letting you know that you are, you are a tree. And he's expecting you to be rooted in him. DC. Remember, he is the vine and we are the branches. That's John chapter 15, verse 5. Let's read it. Maybe you've forgotten. Let me show it to you. Our union with him is shown to us in, in agricultural terms. <laughs> he uses the, the, the tree as an example. Okay? He says, I am the vine and ye are the branches. He is the vine and we are the branches. So, we are united with him. We are one with him. We are the fruit-bearing part of the vine. So, Paul is letting you know that go forward in him or increase in him. How? By being rooted in him. Rooted. And built up in him. So, he uses an agricultural term and uses the architectural term. I just showed you how that Christ is the, is the foundation and we are the building. So, he says rooted, which is the other side, the agricultural term, and then built up in him, which is the architectural term. He's letting you know that the way to advancing in Christianity, to advancing in Christ or getting, accomplishing greatness in him is by growing in your consciousness. Of your unity, of your union, or your oneness with Him, be rooted and be built up in Him, and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. I don't know if you are catching it. Now look at Ephesians chapter three, verse seventeen. He uses a similar thing that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, 
that ye being rooted and grounded in love. Have you seen it? He says he wants you to be rooted and grounded in love. Who is love? Christ is love. God is love. He wants you to be rooted and grounded. In other words, increase by increasing your consciousness of your union with him. Are you seeing it? Yeah. Go deeper in your knowledge concerning the fact that you are in him. Be rooted in the vine. Be grounded in the foundation. Hallelujah. So that's his desire. His desire is for you to increase and live. Grow in the consciousness of our union with him. Now look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15 to verse 16. Ephesians 4, 15 to 16. It says, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. You remember I showed you on Sunday that Christ is the head. We are the body. Now he says that grow up into him. In all things, which is the head, even Christ. Can you imagine? He says that he wants you to grow up into him, into your consciousness and your knowledge of your union with him. Okay? Being conscious of the fact that he's the head and you are the body. Amazing. Amazing. Next verse, verse, verse 16. From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplied, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body. Unto the edifying of itself in love. Brothers and sisters, you are, going to, you are going to accomplish supernatural things this year and this month, especially this month, as you build your consciousness of your union with Him. I'm one with Him. I'm one with Him. I'm united with Him. As He is, so am I in this world. You need to think about these things. Think on these things. Meditate on them. Give yourself completely to them. It will change your life forever. It will change the happenings around you forever. I say, yes, who am I? I can never go down. Whatever I touch will work. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I can never dwell in sickness. Because this body is part of the body of Christ. Jesus never fell ill when he was here on earth. He never had cancer in his body. I will never have cancer in my body. Maybe as I'm talking to you, you have some sickness in your body. Remember that that body that has a sickness is the body of Christ. So tell that sickness, this is the body of Christ. It's not for sickness. It's for health and, and strength. Get out of my body right now. And it will respond to you. It will respond to you. So build up your consciousness of the fact that you are one with him. Hallelujah. God bless you so much for coming for this meeting. I know that you've been blessed. On Sunday, I'll be expecting you in church. Um, if you weren't in church on Sunday, I'm inviting you to be in church. Maybe this is your first time with us, your first contact with us in this meeting. Maybe this is the first time you've been invited. The pastor or the leader, the leader that is going to talk to you after um, I'm done, they are, he's going to pass some comments about what I've said and he's going to pray for you and he's going to bless you and show you where we meet and bring you to church on Sunday. So make it a point to be in church on Sunday because I'll be, I'll be continuing. I'm going to be continuing along the lines of our union with him in his death, our union with him in his resurrection, our union with him in his burial, resurrection, and in his ascension and seating and what it means for us. That's what I'm going to be sharing with you. Hallelujah. So it's a wonderful life. It's a beautiful life. As a life full of glory. No matter what is going on. The Bible says, count it all joy when you go through diverse tests. 
makes no difference what is happening around you. You will still count it all joy, no matter what, what happens, because you know that you are united with him. That consciousness will put you over in anything, in any way, all the time. And it will attract all that you require for your life to you. I was telling them on Sunday that Jesus spoke when Peter had need of fish. And the fishes heard his voice and they swam into Peter's nets. That was what happened. You are one with him. As you speak concerning that business, concerning that school, concerning that health, concerning that family, it is the voice of the Lord that is being spoken. The angels hear the voice of the Lord and they'll get it done to the glory of God. So increase and move forward. Advance and do well. You cannot but go for it. I pray for you that you see the goodness of God on every side of your life. I pray that whatever sickness is in your body will check out in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that you see the glory of God in a special way this week, even in Jesus' mighty name. I love you very much. God bless you. See you on Sunday. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.